So this is Alleghenians learning to quarantine. And today we have Maj, which is, he's in Australia. And I mean, he doesn't go to Allegheny, but I think he's a very great source of information for us all in this interesting time we're living in. Yeah, hello. Uh, where we're going to introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Mars. Um, I'm a business student in Australia, in Newcastle. I moved here about two years ago from LA. And yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. So I'm much more optimistic. First time meeting you. It's nice to meet you. Bro, it's 10 a.m. What do you want from me? I know, dude. Dude, at 10 a.m. here, I'm already in tears. Yeah, no. I'm already on my second album. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, 10 a.m. is is a is a weird time to be to be up during quarantine. I know exactly. Yeah, I don't think I'm late. At 10. Yeah. It's, but anyway, how is Australia right now? How's Australia? It's pretty good in terms of like the coronavirus. I mean, we've probably had the least amount of deaths in the world, I'd say. It's like under 100 people. Mm. So it's pretty good. And they're pretty strict on like quarantining and like you'll get fined if you walk around kind of like anywhere, I guess. But it's been really good because there isn't as much worry as in the U.S. because everyone's here just kind of chill. Like, I feel like people in the U.S., like, they get rallied up easily because of the media and all this stuff. But here, Mm -hmm. it's not like that. Everyone's kind of like, all right, this is what it is. We'll just stay home and chill. And people go to the store, and it's completely normal. That's so odd. So, it's just odd because I'm in the States. But are you guys taking, like, extreme measures with, I guess it's not really that extreme, but with masks and, like, gloves and stuff? No, no, like it's very rare to see anyone wearing a mask or gloves and if you do you kind of like why are you wearing that it's just because there's no need for them because i was talking to my brother who's a doctor he lives in canada and he was saying the masks are completely useless the only reason doctors wear a mask is to prevent any of their own like particles from their mouth coming out onto the body they're operating on it's not going to prevent anything from coming in and even if you do wear a mask that's protective, which is, I think it's the, the can 95 or 95, mm-hmm. uh, that only works, he said, when you test fit it. Because he said as a doctor, every two years, he has to get a mask fitted to his size, which yeah. he has to completely seal off his mouth. And if you don't do that, if you get the wrong size, it's completely useless. And also, if you have facial hair, it negates the mask because it can just attach and get through the mask. So... It says mask people just don't need to use a mask because they just don't know how to use it. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting I remember hearing that it didn't help prevent anything, but that it was more of a, it, it was more of a preventative measure in the sense that you didn't want to unknowingly transmit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but even if it's not, you know, especially get it to your face and it still seems like it's pointless. It's just like completely. Yeah. yeah I, I don't unless know. you have like the virus. There's no point of a mask. Yeah, I right. Remember. In the instance that it's a, that you're asymptomatic, then yeah, you saving something or someone. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. No, I remember a couple. I remember maybe at the beginning of this of all of this, at least in the United yeah. States, you'd hear a lot of reports that yeah, you don't need a mask because even if you do wear a mask, yeah. you're screwed anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> you're screwed anyway. So. So then hearing a bunch of weeks later that, you know, everyone's 
making you wear a mask if you go into a restaurant for takeout, you know, or anything like that. It sounded very kind of like, the information we were given earlier told us the direct opposite. Yeah, I mean, I feel like no one knows what's really going on. I mean, I yeah. mean Trump, he said, inject disinfectant and light into the body. So it tells you how much the government knows about this. But yeah. <laughs> we'll I woke up hearing about that from you. I literally woke up and I saw that message from you. And I was just like, what the actual fuck? Like, it yeah. just felt like, like my child did something embarrassing. And I didn't find out until the world knew it. And then people were contacting me. And I just felt so embarrassed. Yeah, because you so represent them, basically. Mm-hmm. I know. I feel like how I represent the U.S. to anyone I know that doesn't live here. It's like, I have no control. Yeah, it's, it's uh, wild. This, this shit's, no, it is. I guess also this is kind of weird because, like, Jack doesn't really know. I don't think anyone that would be listening knows why you're on here or how we know you. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, just, yeah, I didn't really go that I was basically high school. Um, I have an older brother, but pretty much I'm talking about my older brother. I'm talking about Mosh. Um, and yeah, he ended up leaving LA to fucking go to Australia. And now he's probably in one of the safest situations he could be in. Mm-hmm. Family yeah. set himself up with a teen outbreak two years ago. Yep, saw this coming, definitely. <laughs> saw this coming a mile away. But no, I think I. I was talking to you, I, I'd seen something on ABC Australia that was talking about Australia being one of the safest, you know, places to be right now, like amidst this. And I don't know, how did this look like over there? Like, was there, I feel like that's gorgeous, but I'm genuinely just serious. Did you guys have like a weird downfall of like everyone's freaking out for a moment and you guys just kind of realized that you guys had it to like a lesser degree than the rest of the world? Or have you guys always been this chill about it? Yeah, so this is what I mean when I say about like culture in the US. The US has a just like media and immediately like jumping the gun. And just the personalities immediately people freaking out. Here in Australia, their general personality is very laid back. Nothing really shakes them. They're kind of just like whatever. Because like, they're snakes. spiders. I mean, for me, I mean, I, I see a fucking spider. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm getting away from that. And then my girlfriend <laughs> just picks it up. She picks it up with her hand and puts it outside. No, I'm not doing that. So they're just very laid back. And when it happens, everyone's kind of like, all right, we'll be fine. They just, so they just went about their normal day and everything. And then when it came out that, hey, we're actually doing really good, everyone still followed all their rules and regulations. We don't have like all this protest that in the US where it's like, oh, it's our freedom, whatever. Everyone is like, this is what it is. And I'm just going to do what I have to do and just get along with it. People are still doing what they do. Like I see people sitting out on the porch and walking around and just doing their thing, which is, and everyone's chill. There's no like mass hysteria or any craziness at the stores or anything like that. I don't know if I answered the question really. <laughs> no, I feel like no, you, you did answer the question kind of kind of well because it brought up a whole new kind of discussion, you know. And I think some of it is the mass hysteria, and also a good, 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 good thing to bring up is the protests, you know, that have been going around. Yeah. Um, all of America, which is kind of fucking insane when you think about it. And if you yeah. look at the protesters, how how stupid they are to think that if you're gonna bring an assault rifle to a state capitol to protest the coronavirus, how stupid that is for you. How stupid you look. You know, to 
think that a gun is going to do anything for you in this situation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what are you going to shoot the fucking virus? Like, what's the, that's not going to how it's not going to work. Yeah, but that it's 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 very just clueless. No, there's there's not so many. I think I don't even want to specifically say like Middle America, but just there's so many pockets of this country, even California. I was watching the All Gas No Break Show, and they like did a rally, and obviously it would be in fucking Sacramento, and just. There, there's just like a really weird like formula to this to where there's guns, Trump, and like the super weird belief in conspiracies. Like not even only coronavirus related. Like literally any conspiracy you can think of, they're probably a supporter of it. And I don't know where this thread line came from. I don't know how long these people have been around. I don't know if they're like former doomsday preparers. Like, I don't know, but I feel like they're all coming out in like masses right now and they're driving me insane. I don't know like why this is the thing that they're gonna try and like, I think, this is their I think, cross I think the reason why there's so many conspiracy theories is because there's so much shit that initially the government of the US lied about and deceived people. So now anything that the government says, they're like, no, we don't believe it. Even though there's like evidence, they're kind of like, no, we don't believe it. And then they try to think of other things. Because like probably 100 years ago, there wasn't much like of this going on in terms of like, this is what happened and this is what the government said in conspiracy theories. But in the last like 50, 75 years, there's so many conspiracy theories because of how the government have lied and deceived the public. So the public is like, what do I believe anymore? And they're like, all right, I'm not just going to believe anything they say. So they just immediately go against it and just be like, all right, that's not true. I'll you know, this is the truth, and they make a conspiracy theory. So I see where they're coming from, but I also think that it's too far. Like, there's a line. Yeah, I guess this is this is just wishful thinking, but I think I've had this understanding that, like, everyone was always distrusting their government. Like, no one has ever fully trusted their government. Like, I was yeah. watching something maybe last week where a leader in Iran, like, went on some sort of talk show to try and like talk about how he didn't have the virus and then a few days later had the virus <laughs> and like he was coughing on the talk show and everything and then it came out that he had it and then when he recovered people were like oh he faked it the whole time he just wants people to go out and get it and then think that they can recover like it yeah. was the most backwards way of thinking just yeah. you know in a way kind of fight like a leader that they didn't trust but to see to a video that like jack had shared with me that china was like recovered fairly fast or on their second wave just because they trusted the government like early on and just did what the fuck they asked well have they recovered because <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of i'm like, actually like we don't know if they recovered or not because i mean i would love to like kind of uh believe like the chinese government but at the same time like there's no basis that we should or should ever trust yeah. the chinese government because I mean, they repress many of their citizens in the first place. So it's why would you tell the truth about it in the first place, too? Yeah. So I, I, there's a lot of speculation that they're just completely BSing their numbers and their numbers are actually way higher than it is. Mm hmm. I mean, I definitely heard that. Initially, they are, the only thing I heard that was confirmed was that they fudged the numbers, which kind of sounds really like white, but they lied about the numbers that they had. 
to start with. But in terms of recovering now that they are at least a few dependent, and I feel like people can just kind of negate what I'm saying here about the government, but just regular YouTubers that have like a standing just in being skateboarders or whatever in like major cities in China and they have their own channel that is kind of dedicated just individual videos to being like, we're actually getting back to normal. Some places are closed and just kind of like filming things around their town to be like, no one's lying. Like things are actually getting better. But I don't know. There's always kind of a response that you could come up with for that. But um, uh, I hope, so. I I hope it's true because if they recovered, that means there's a lot of hope for the rest of us because they're a huge country and they had it like crazy in the beginning. So if I know, they get over it, that means they're like, yeah. And also with the population of like two billion, yeah, that gives that gives yeah. a lot of like re- reaffirmingness to just you know we can somewhat survive this. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the only like country with numbers comparable to the U.S. I feel like the only reason why I haven't really taken other countries recovering well has been because just okay. Oh, um, what are the odds that like we could? kind of have that same impact with like how large we are but from what I understand like China's that they're doing better for sure you know I'd hope I have, whatever I hope so too because that yeah. means all like we're on the right track at least I don't want to talk about conspiracy conspiracy <laughs> just so much like, politics and BS going on mm-hmm. there is like so there's one of them, the 5G one. Does anyone understand the 5G one? I heard about it maybe a couple weeks ago. I didn't even get it. Oh, I know. I have an no. What is it? It's the one where uh, people think that since um, 5G is relatively new, that the, if you have like higher bars of 5G on your phone, then it, I think it started as a meme, but then some obviously very unintelligent people started starting a rumor that if you had 5G, you're more, more likely to have the coronavirus. And it makes, it made no sense. Yeah. yeah. It, biological, I, I don't even know where to start with that. There's so many things wrong. Yeah, I'm like, the fact that anyone has to explain that like advanced cell service doesn't impact your immune system, that that's a caution is like instinct me. Apparently, Woody Harrelson believes that, and now I'm just sad. Because Woody Harrelson, you know? Like, we lost another one. Wait, did Woody Harrelson actually say that? Apparently. So this theory is in the celebrities like Woody Harrelson. And I'm clicking the link. Oh, God, it's a tweet. What did Woody Harrelson say about this? It's loading. Oh, he did share it. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, he posted theories on Instagram. Oh, my goodness. Woody Harrelson, the caption, a lot of my friends have been talking about the negative effects of 5G. My friend Camilla seems, uh, sent this to me today, and I thought, and though I haven't fully vetted it, I find it very interesting. And the article's called Role of 5G in Coronavirus Epidemic in Wuhan, China. Uh, Meanwhile, the Chinese are bringing 5G antennas down. I saw that too in parts of the US, or no, in the UK actually, that people are like setting fire. Also, fire. there is, okay, yeah. 
if you know anything about 5G, which I know just a very, very small amount, and it's only, and the only thing I do know is that, so one of the, one of the, for the trade war between the United States and China, one of the huge things about the trade war that like um, affected the United States was our 5G networks because the Chinese were really, 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 they started using 5G a lot sooner than we did, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so in the trade war, whatever huge technology company that, um, do you know the, uh, you know, Alibaba? Yeah. Like the Chinese company? thing in China, yeah. Yeah, so they had developed better 5G networks than we had. So they, a bunch, like the whole trade war was, um, a part of the trade war was based on um, 5G and who had better access to 5G. And then whoever has better access to 5G kind of controls um, better efficiency in the military. Okay. We're not spreading a conspiracy yeah. theory here, but that could but that that possibly be something like why someone would spread it. Yeah. There's validity to dispute a fight between China and the U.S. that absolutely has nothing to do with any other nation or any other nation within technology, sure. But, like, it has nothing to do with it. They just happen to kind of go off at the same time. Like, it's just too slightly... It's... I'm so, like, I just fucking hate that this is a conversation. But I needed to know what it was. But fucking here it is. Just moral of the story, has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely not. <laughs> the other one's ibuprofen. Ibuprofen is bad for coronavirus victims. I didn't really hear that. Um, I don't. I don't really even know what to make of that. It. It looks like we're just saying that it's, it worsens the disease for people. I don't know what that is. Uh, the virus is a biological weapon made in a lab. I have heard that one for sure. Yeah, me too. I've heard it as like a biological weapon. So, I mean, that's I'm not sure if that's true. but That's definitely not true. We can just, I think we can automatically throw that one out of the, not automatically, but yeah. there was a report that they, I mean, obviously like COVID-19, it's, I mean, it was, it's named COVID-19 because it was found in, 2019 yeah but you know there are earlier forms of covid that we know about that are yeah, spread around in animals so I, i'm gonna say you know with 99 percent accuracy that i'm pretty sure it was not spread by humans yeah and also i mean i was talking to my brother again about this because he knows about this he's a doctor so he was, he was, I was asking him questions about the coronavirus. He was like, this is not the cor- first coronavirus we've had. Um, he said the SARS and the MERS were both coronaviruses. Coronavirus mm-hmm. only means that it's like a cluster of viruses, like a, like a mass, not, not like a single, but like a collection of viruses or something like that. And he said that the SARS and the MERS, you know, killed a lot of people as well. And I think the SARS had a 28 or 30% death rate but it just wasn't as contagious as this right. virus. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, this is not the first coronavirus and probably won't be the last. It's just another strand of it. Are all those 
strains within that family like genotic or are all of them different? I have no idea, honestly. I'm, I know because I just, a part of, you know, kind of the stigma that's come with it is in that whole stay away from lap markets. And initially, like, seeing it, I guess my, like, own Western bias has kind of been, like, that looks really fucking not safe just to have, you know, food like that out. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, what are the odds that something wouldn't happen? But knowing that it's, like, more of an issue of just accessibility and people being able to form, like, food from a dry market or only noodles and rice being something that's, like, available at a dry market versus, like, food that you can just get at a market just cheaper because it's just more readily available. It's still, mm. like, how have things like this not happened more often? And have all your outbreaks been animals, you know, transferring or, you know, people eating animals and then getting it from that? Or is it conspiracy from the vegans? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, full circle. Full circle. No, okay. Apparently, like 23% of Americans from like a Pew survey think that it was created a lot. We're in good hands. Jeez. Vitamin C, bleach, and supplements can cure it. The virus. Vitamin C, bleach. That. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's all, let's all drink bleach now. No, don't do that. Let's, let's do the Time Pod Challenge Part 2. Oh, Jesus. I think, I think the, they came out a report from the US saying that like uh, the hotline for like poisoning or whatever went up since yeah, it did. Trump said that. And then Trump like came and was like, I have no idea why that happened. I'm not sure why that happened. And everyone was like, why do you think it happens? You fucking said to yeah. swallow disinfected and injected into your body. Yeah. I saw Ben Shapiro like trying to fucking fall on the line for his king. He was like, he never told anyone to go drink bleach. Like he basically fucking asked someone to look at whether or not Lysol injection would help. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> And now it, people are like, no. I thought it was funny how he looked at uh, the Dr. Deborah, whoever Deborah is on his, you know, chief medical advisory team. And he goes, that would, that would work, right? You know? Yeah. Like, Great Rob. Like, she looks over at him and he's like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> Her face is like, oh, dude, no. Yeah. disturbing. I don't know. Never in my life did I ever think that, like, we would get into a point in time when, first of all, Donald Trump was president, but second of all, Donald Trump was president during a global pandemic, and the things he would say were just so totally stupid, reckless, and just outright idiotic, you know, that, like, you say things like, oh, hey, drink bleach, you know, it might help you. Have you tried putting an infra, infrared light in your in your body? See how that works. It's it's honestly at this point like I've lost faith in just some of the American people for letting this happen. Yeah, I feel like the the worst like you think this is the worst he could get, but then he gets worse. Yeah, it's like just, incrementally, and you're like, how? It's like how can you say this, you know? And, and I've, I feel like I, I'm one of those people that is an optimistic, you know, I'm probably pretty positive about our current situation 99% of the time, you know, but even being optimistic now is just like getting a sword 
like through your heart when you listen to this. Yeah. And it's. Wait, it's you... Sorry, this is a completely different topic. Go ahead, Jack. No, no, you keep you going. I I I finished my thought. Yeah. I think I I know your school schedule is different in Australia. Have you finished? No, we have online classes. Okay, but this would be your last semester. Oh, for my degree? Yeah. No, no, I, I changed degrees because I was doing biology and I changed yeah. to um, finance now. So I kind of had to start over. So I graduate next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I'm now. Huh? What's the deal with you next semester? You guys are already set to go, yeah? You guys have no complications with returning. I don't know. I mean, um, so our finals for this semester are usually in June, like early June, because uh, this is considered to be the first semester. So our first semester runs from February to June, and then our second semester starts at the end of July. Um, so our winter break is in July, our winter break. Yeah, it's like the opposite. But yeah, they, they push back our finals from the beginning of June to the beginning of July. And then we have like a week break between the end of the first semester and the second semester. But I mean, nothing is final, really. It's just they're kind of, I think, just, I'm just, I just don't want the universities to open back up. And then we all have to go back to classes. Are you joking? That's my dream. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm chilling here. I'm, 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 bro, like sitting at home and doing tests is so much easier than going to a classroom and taking the test. I'm not saying I'm cheating. You know, full disclosure. No, this is this full is, disclosure. You're definitely a great person to have on the podcast now because we have probably said the direct opposite for the past like four weeks. Really? And just yeah. Tell me, like, um, how are you? How are you dealing with online classes? Do you like them more than when they're in person? Well, I haven't attended a single one because oh. there's no point of them. Fair because enough. I mean, you just. The, everything is online now. You take a test and it's online. I'm not saying I'm cheating. I'm just saying for people who don't study, it's easier to get a pass. I'm just saying. I can just say, as being close to you in high school, you didn't study and you taught yourself anyways. So now that I think about this, it makes so much sense that this would be ideal for you. Yeah, it's just so much easier. I mean, honestly, other than the whole pandemic and people dying and getting sick, that's horrible. But the, the quarantine has been pretty good for me i mean i've been saving money you know easier tests and easier essays to do i'm i'm an introvert i don't really go out and party anyway so i'm kind of just chilling at home there's like three cats in this house i'm with my girlfriend so i'm kind of i'm I'm chill i've been i respect that 100 percent yeah oh yeah the timer right now yeah then cut us out so disclaimer, I had no idea about this timer to you guys and whoever plans on listening to this. But we do have nine minutes left. Or we can just talk again if we want to talk more. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. All right. Part okay. two. I just didn't know if it would mess up your recording. I, it, I don't know. Not. I don't really care. We can. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that'll be for you and editing later. Yeah. <laughs> but... No, I definitely get for students that aren't reliant. I think I would be totally different. I think a lot of students that at least our college would be different because I think 
for one, that's optional. I think that already attracts a certain kind of student that needs more hands-on, interactive participation. Like people that probably didn't perform well on the SAT or didn't want to have to depend on the SAT probably don't work well within traditional, here's an example, now you locate it. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of these people benefit from having like in-person interaction mm-hmm. like aging, and like I mean, offline yeah. or distance learning, like just does not work for that. It also depends on like the person's studies and degree. Cause as a business and finance students, it's all theoretical and it's all kind of presentations and lectures mm. you know so like e- and even even when we had in class um or like face-to-face lectures it was it was literally a, a like a powerpoint lecture where the powerpoint was already online so if i don't go to, to the class i can still have the same access to the same information it's not like i'm gonna miss anything compared to like when i was doing like biology and we had to do a lab and actually do hands-on stuff if you tried to do that through Zoom or through, you know, non-face-to-face, it's pretty much impossible. You're not going to learn anything because you have to actually be there to learn. Right. That makes that sense. Also, aren't you a commuter? Am I what? You don't live on campus, do you? No, I don't. I, I live with my sister and the kids. Or her That's kids. Totally so I have kids. another factor. I forgot. You totally with that. Yeah, I forgot. That's another factor because I think... Okay, Jack, I think you could answer this. If we had to learn online, but we got to still live on campus, would you be able to do this better? Um, that actually is a great question. I've never thought about that before. Personally, yes. I do think I might be able to do that. Totally. I would have a strong preference for that. Living in a fraternity house might be hard because that's probably where I would live. But I, forgot. I would probably move out and then I'd kind of just get a, you know, dorm life again because mm-hmm. it'd be kind of too much of a distraction for me. But yeah, I, I would I would hate it, but I would do it. And actually, now that's kind of a ridiculous proposition because that's just like we're living in such close quarters. I would be an alternative to staying home. So I don't even think that's an option. Yeah, but no, I think an alternative, it's totally not. But I would, if they say, hey, transmission is most likely when you're in a class and not when you're sitting together, if someone was stupid enough, <laughs> I would be so happy to be able to just live on campus because I think that's what I'm missing most. Like, I can kind of BS about wanting to be for engaged. I've never gone off hours unless they were mandatory. Like, oh, no, I haven't either. Right. So it's not even for me personally, even someone that like does pretty well in traditional settings, but like I prefer like, you know, interactive, you know, learning and shit like that. I'm not really trying to be on campus for the engagement. I want to be back to be with people. And I think okay. totally a factor in why we're struggling so hard with not being on campus. Cause like your life's pretty much the same. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just sitting at home doing the same stuff that I would do instead of just going to class like a couple of times a week. Because I'm just like an extended weekend for you. Yeah, pretty much. I just don't have to go to class, and I and I still get you know all the tests. So you so you guys miss more the social part than the actual education part of the university. Yeah, Um, actually, yes and no. 
I miss a lot. I kind of, I'm a person that like thrives when I'm in a position where I'm academically um, interacting with someone and then towards that class, I am kind of thriving when I'm able to go to a library or just my room and study and kind of just figure out what I need to do. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, where I study most of the time is the library and school. Okay. And so, so your life is very tied to the college life. Like, you know, you go to, you know, your friends, socialize, go to the library, go to class and all that. Yeah, but I would say I'm doing just as well at home. Okay. But it's not, I don't necessarily enjoy it, but I do it for my education. That's interesting because I'm, I'm very opposite of you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I'm very. I, can I ask you a question? If you know, sure. What personality type are you? I think it's INTJ. Oh my gosh! Okay, so I know I've I've I've, like, I've always loved the Myers Briggs test. You know, I don't know why, but so per se, I'm ENFP, and I'm pretty sure Shaylin is also because I have. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I've made her take the test so many times. She's very like strangely alike, you know, but our, um, our personality type, it's not like based off you as an individual, 100%. Yeah. But I feel like it has a lot to do with you, you know? So E stands for extroverted, you know? So I'm an extrovert, you know, people, big people person. Um, N is nurturing, I guess. Not a guess, but I know. Yeah. You, know you love to kind of have that person-to-person, -person, you know, make make others feel good, make yourself feel good. Yeah. And then it's like F is feeling, you know. So I'm a, I'm a feeler, you know. Yeah. Sounds weird, but I, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think she's thinking. Yeah, yeah. You're. I don't, I don't think a lot, but I feel a lot if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> intuition, you go off intuition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I go off just, just a whim sometimes. Yeah. It may be bad, but I just do it and I've learned to do it. And so, it's that, yeah, that's, that's one of the things I'm like, I, I broke it down. I'm like, you know, I, I would probably like feeling wise rather be out there and like just doing whatever I want, but thinking about it, it's probably more beneficial for me to stay at home and take my tests and do all my essays. Yeah, yeah. And I 100% I understand that. And I've actually kind of been learning how to do that, which is kind of beautiful for me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's figuring out like a whole new way of life that without the coronavirus, without quarantine, I might have never figured out. Yeah. And it's good that I figured it out now because it's one of those lessons you really, really have to know in life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think if anything, this is a testament to like everyone's ability to adapt. And I think I, it's it's really interesting because I think on paper this is the situation that every college student has like asked for in the sense that we can turn our schedules, just get the assignments, and we'll do them on our time. And I totally totally failed in that area. Like I actually me think I miss the social aspect of college more than the academic. I'm thinking about it, and that's totally not true. Because like I handpicked these, I, I finished with my major and minor, and I'm starting with another minor, and I like got oh. out. We're talking about personality types and stuff. Oh yeah, so P 
is perception. And I forget what the other one is, but the opposite end of the perception thing is... I can look it up. It starts with a J, but I forget. Uh, so how do you think that plays into how someone would handle quarantine? Oh, I think... So I, I'm, I belong to this thing on Reddit. You know, it's a subreddit for ENFP people. And a few months ago, I was looking it up and I was just like, oh my gosh, they send, they have so many memes that are so relatable, you know, <laughs> which is kind of stupid, but you know, it just, it makes me happy, you know, so, yeah. so then um, what, what I'm getting out of it and kind of like what I feel sometimes is that just like, you look out the window and you might feel this the same way. But you're just like, there are so many things I could accomplish right now. And just like so, so many people I could meet right now that I'm just not meeting, you know, because of quarantine. But recently, I would say I've I felt more earthed and like down to the ground about the whole situation and learned to accept it, which is nice. I am so different. But J stands for judging. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I look out the window and I'm like, I'm chill. This is this is good. <laughs> I don't need to be doing. Even I mean, you can ask Shalem. When I was in high school, I would not talk. You know, I would still sit next to people and I just don't feel like talking to them because my personality isn't very social. So, like I said, introverted. So I just sit down by myself and just be happy and just not talk to anyone. That's what I do with my classes now. I just go into the class with the purpose of being there and leaving. No, no purpose of like socializing or anything. I'm just like, I'm here to do what I need to do and leave. Yeah, that checks out. Like I transferred to our high school after teaching middle school and I feel like I was introducing you to people. Yeah, probably. Because I, I never talked yeah. to them because I didn't care to. Yeah, and I transferred there in the middle of high school and people keep going to middle school. And I was like, have you met? Sure. I don't even know I, I don't... how we became friends because we're so different and you're actually I sat next to you and i refused to get up because one wanted me to get up and i was like no oh, yeah, you had had a fight oh, i remember i was sitting there i'd be like i'll just move it's fine like you guys you can both sit here i can just and you you looked at me you're like no 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 it's fine this is you can sit there but this is my seat and i was like oh shit okay <laughs> no so, yeah it's, yeah you said you're infj right intj i wait no i am so that even makes more sense. So, not saying anything, you know, because, but on like the Myers Briggs website, the most like compatible people, they say we like friendship wise and even other places wise. We're not talking about that right now though, because obviously you have a girlfriend. Um, are and he's like my brother. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. So it's, it, it kind of goes well. So, Maj, you're introverted, intuitive, thinking, and judging? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see it. So funny. Do you know what Jordan is? She's probably the opposite of me. She's very, yeah. she talks to anyone and everyone. And uh, like, if we go out, I'm kind of like, bro, like, just chill. I'm like, I'm not trying to talk to these people. <laughs> Like, you can talk to them, but, like, 
I'm gonna have to be standing there because it happens so many times. She runs into people that she knows, and then I'm just standing there, and I'm like, I don't feel like talking. Uh, but classical. she has to introduce me, and I'm just like, classical okay, you right there. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> yeah, I'm just standing there, like I don't want to talk. I'd rather just get along with my day. I feel like I feel that at a party. I've I've realized. I always wonder why I see so many people at, like every time on a Friday, Saturday night. It's because I don't stay in one place. I feel like I'm constantly just everywhere or trying to be everywhere. Yeah. And then I wake up in the morning just like, why am I so tired? <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Why am I so exhausted of people? Like seeing, trying to like get back to accomplish something at a party is impossible because everyone will stop you and talk to you and then want to like go over some inside joke for like an hour. It's like, can we just fucking go? <laughs> Damn, I, that's not me. I'm, I'm a person who's just there to drink and play beer pong. And then if I talk to some people that I know, then chill. But other than that, I'm, <laughs> I just do what I want. Like you, you get, I feel like you guys like, as your personality types, you guys like, I don't know what the word is, but it's like you guys have much more leeway. You guys like, like if someone talks to you, you're kind of like, yeah, and you kind of like, even if you don't want to talk to them, you still engage. Well, that's that's a good point because I saw a meme the other day, not relating this conversation back to memes, but here I go again. Um, so there was a thing that goes, I revealed too much. I am a emotional whore or something like that, you know, or emotional Jeez. slut. And I started laughing at that because just on a daily basis, probably just how many people I've talked to that I just reveal way too much of how, about how I'm feeling <laughs> in one day. It, it might be like, I, I will say I do that a little too often, you know, but I don't mean to do it. You know, it's just, it's just how life goes sometimes, you know? Yeah, it reminded me when I first met my girlfriend. The first, we met in class last semester and other time she had a boyfriend. And like we, we, we got put on a group or something and we were like it was a music class. But there was like oh, there's classical stuff. music class groups. Ah, yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, we're so like the people in our group left because they had to like, catch the bus or something. So it was just her and I and I was like, Hey, do you need help cleaning up? Because there's like drums and like guitars and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that would help. So I started, you know, picking things up. And this is the first time we've ever like had an interaction. And then for some reason, she decided to like, she said something. And then the next sentence was, yeah, my boyfriend and I hadn't had sex in like months. And I was like, bro, I met you like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> what the fuck? I, was like, I didn't know where to go from there. I just was like, I just want to leave. <laughs> yeah. So that's another example of revealing too much too soon sometimes. Yeah, no, it's, it happens sometimes. Yeah. Reveal too much. And it's like really connecting. What if you were like, hey, I haven't had sex with my girlfriend in a few months. Connection. You guys are bonding. You guys are both involuntarily celibate. Maybe as an extrovert, but me as an introvert was like, it just like a brick hit me on the face. I was like, oh, I, just, I don't know what to do. I was like, no, okay. No. no, people tell me all the time I'm way too accepting of the situations that I get into. And I'm just like, I always end up not liking the situations I get into at first, but then the end of it, I'm always having a good time. Yeah, I think yeah. you just convince yourself. 
I think, I don't know, this could also be like a, a reflection of what we do in quarantine. Like, I feel like an introvert probably wouldn't feel an obligation to accomplish anything in this time. Not to say all introverts, but I think just, you know, by virtue of their nature, we just wouldn't feel obligated to do anything. I feel really led to just do multiple things right now. Yeah. yeah. Just to keep myself stimulated. That's interesting because I have this conversation with my girlfriend all the time and I don't feel like I have to do anything on a daily basis. I mean, I do what I need to to get by, but I don't have, I don't have that feeling that like, Oh, I didn't do anything today with her. Like if we get to the end of the day and she hasn't done anything like quote unquote productive, she just feels horrible. She's like, I feel like I wasted the day. I didn't really get anything done. I didn't accomplish anything. I just sat there and watched the movie. Didn't really do anything. I'm like, what's wrong with watching a movie and doing nothing to me. There's nothing wrong with that. But now I see that, you know the percentage have that she is which probably it's you guys it's like you need to do something productive on a daily basis to feel like you did something yeah I, I feel that like i remember because i i've always wanted to kind of create a podcast you know and then when i found out i had i had absolutely like a like a lot of time that was free you know yeah i was just like wow today is my day you know like I'm going to convince someone, and thank God it was Shaylin because it wasn't hard to, because we already kind of had like a little radio show we did, you know. And then I'm, I'm thankful for that because I don't think anybody else would have done that. And you know, it, it's it's like a different kind of feeling because I like recently necessarily I don't think I need to do anything during the day, you know, to make my myself feel good. Yeah. But, like, there is the little inclination where I'm like, is watching Netflix, like, socially acceptable right now? And then I always convince myself, yes. Like, right now, everything is socially acceptable. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I've I've had the same thing with food. Because I'm like, I'm not going to the gym. I should probably be eating better. But everyone else is eating like shit and staying at home. So I could eat like shit and stay at home. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm giving myself excuses to just eat ice cream and just chips and everything. I'm like, it's probably shouldn't be doing it, but everyone's doing it. So it's okay. I have a really weird, different experience. Like I get everyone's like eating a lot. And I've been eating a lot less since I've been home. I think really? I eat out of work. And since I think it's gotten boring to me, I now literally only eat, like, I'll wake up at, like, and then I won't eat until, like, four, and then I'll eat granola when I get hungry, like, as much, because I feel like I need something more productive. <laughs> so oh. I just, I'm just not hungry, but it's boring just to eat. Like, I'm just going to sit down and eat and watch TV when I already do that. Like, it just doesn't part of my day yeah like, i'm not even hungry today it's so weird it's like i'm cold because i would totally but like the house is so boring to me and there's like interesting thing called like um like it's a phenomenon that's supposedly thanksgiving time where you feel like you eat more days or at thanksgiving there's more of a variety of different so your brain makes more space if yeah. you're not full because you're eating. Or a bowl of beans, you eat a lot less if you 
out, but in bread, in like stuffing, yeah. like just your brain being interested in, well, you know, eating. That makes sense. I mean, when, I, when, when I'm at home, well, now I'm not at home. My girlfriend says, when I'm at home, I have to make my own food. So I just, I eat much less because I'm responsible for the food I make. And it's like, oh, I don't want to make food. I feel like it. So then I, I make something that's not that much and eat little. But yeah. when I'm here, it's like she makes the food most of the time. So I just end up eating. That's my only job. So I end up eating a lot more than I should because it was already there. Yeah. Sorry. I have to do a corona wipe down my mom. She's a social worker, so I have to get water. I'm going to dip out before. But I feel like I have a different experience with quarantine because I feel like I'm actually in the best shape of my life during quarantine, which is kind of crazy. Huh. But that's only because I have a weird advantage of my stepmom owning a gym during this time. And so, like, nobody's up, nobody else is allowed to work out there except family. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's, like, two hours of my day that I just spend. In the gym. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's the only thing keeping me, like, sane, I feel like, you know? Yeah, I feel like the gym is, or generally, like, physical activity is something that kind of releases all your pent-up emotion. And then it just kind of, well, for me, at least, it just gives me, like, a clean slate where, like, if I'm ever, like, upset or angry or anxious, I work out, and then I'm like, okay, I can just relax. Oh, I feel that 100%. Like, yeah. So now that I don't have that, I'm kind of like, I guess I'm compensating with food. Because <laughs> I'm like, food makes you feel good. I'll just go eat some pie. Yeah. But I would rather be at the gym. But then again, I, I can't. So I'm, I can see the pounds putting on. Like, don't worry, dude. We're all going to be there. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, if I, I'm sure, I'm surely not the only one who's in this situation that can't go to the gym and is like overeating. But, it, but have so you tried just, this? So what I do every morning and night actually is 200 push-ups and 200 sit-ups. Okay, <laughs> I can't do 200 push-ups in one but, sitting. But when you you, I wasn't able to do it at first too. But after like three weeks, you start to like gain that muscle back and be able to do 200 at a time or not 200 at a time, but just 200 at a certain amount of time. I'll, it kills you. Yeah, I mean, I I think of that. I mean. We don't have a, like, my, at the back, there's, like, a little workout machine. It's not a gym, but it's, like, a little workout machine that I could use. But even then, I just can't get myself to get motivated to do it. Yeah. Because, so like, like, you have to get the mindset and everything. It's, it's, I feel it's such a different mindset being, like, all right, I'm going to go to the gym and, like, mm-hmm. work out. Because you're in that mindset. But I feel like home is, like, a, a space you associate with being relaxed and chill. So it's hard to, like be like sweating and working out and being in that mindset when you look around and you're like this is where you usually chill so it's i feel like it's a weird thing for me to like get around i i 1000 percent agree with that it's it it is really it takes me like two hours a day just to like get motivated enough to go to the gym yeah so by the end of it it's just like oh my gosh i'm 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 going and like I curse myself in my mind, you know, because I'm like, you could just be doing something, you know, else. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a it's a blessing and a curse. 
once you get there, usually it's 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 all right. Once you get there and you start, and then you're like, all right, all right, I'm on the, I'm on the right track, and then you just it just kind of goes by. But it's just getting there so much. Like with anything in life, honestly, like it's thinking about doing the thing is harder than actually doing it, which is what sucks about humans, I guess. That that is a great point, and I I so I had like a thought today, and it was during when I was working out because like time went so freaking fast. You know, one minute I was, I got to the gym, the next minute I was gone. And that was like an hour and a half right there. And so I was just, I realized that I was like so disassociated with time at this point that anything I do just feels so fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah. That's, I mean, even, even like with doing an assignment for me, like I'm, the build up to it is so much worse than when I actually sit down to start. Cause once you start, it's, it's fine. But it's just doing. I mean, uh, there's uh, Will Smith on his Instagram. He there's a video of him talking about him going uh, skydiving. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he he talks about how the fear of jumping out the plane is so much worse than he when he eventually jumped out. When he jumped out, yeah. he was actually having a good time. But him going up on the plane and then the plane flying up and him getting ready to jump out was so much worse than him actually jumping out and like skydiving which i found yeah the anticipation yeah i definitely the human imagination can definitely like work you up further than like i think any reality can Mm -hmm. like for sure i've like i talk about this so many times so i'm not gonna like go over it again but i always talk about like the big brother thing where like the people i actually think big brother australia or maybe i'm mixing that up again but like they were describing what was happening because they were in sequestration for the game show And, like, the way that it was described, I can't imagine if someone just told me, like, hey, um, everyone's families are on lockdown, the world's different since you've been inside, no one's allowed to touch each other, everyone's being recommended to stay six feet, everyone has to leave with a mask, like, crazy stuff. You would imagine that it's far worse and, like, far more dystopian than it actually is. Like, it's definitely weird, but, like, it's not, I don't feel like I'm an I am legend, but, like, it sounds like it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it sounds much worse than it actually is. I mean, I saw like I think a clip on Instagram. that's like how twenty sixty students will look at the quarantine in twenty twenty and all this horrible <laughs> stuff. That. Yeah, and then in reality, it's just a guy dancing. Yeah, but also like healthcare workers probably definitely like scared yes. by and I totally get why they like seeing us constantly, or like yeah. I totally get while students staying in their home don't feel overwhelmed but people seeing it firsthand probably do feel like it's a lot more impactful yeah and Shit, my people, brother people in 2060 are gonna the one historical artifact is just gonna be one um thirst trap on tiktok just like doing like the doing like a weird dance with their butt out and then just like trying to get yeah. followers it's it's wild but yeah go like <laughs> Going back to my brother once again, he was, he, when the whole thing happened, he was in Lebanon because he was visiting my mom. So he was. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Jack is, yeah. Oh, do you Lebanese? No, I'm not. I'm Saudi. Oh, okay. I was wondering that for like this whole time. Oh, yeah. My mother lives in Lebanon. That's sweet. She's a Lebanese guy. Yeah. So he went there to visit her and the whole thing happened. He was there and he was like well i need to go back to canada and he booked the next day flight to canada and he got to the airport and they're like oh there's something wrong with your papers you can't go 
and the airport was shutting the next day. So he was like, I need to go. They're like, no, you can't go. So he booked a flight to Bahrain, which is like another small country, mm-hmm. the Gulf, where my other brother lives. And he got there and he had to, like, they quarantined him for like 12 hours in the airport. And then he, they're just like, you can't fly it. Like, everything is closed. So he had to just go. He stayed at my brother's house for a couple of weeks or until he eventually contacted the Canadian, like, embassy and not the embassy, but like the whatever it is over there. He contacted his hospital and like the embassy over there. And eventually they're like, okay, you're a doctor. You can come in. So he flew into Canada finally because they actually needed doctors. But if he wasn't a doctor, he probably wouldn't have been allowed to. But yeah, it's he's probably gone through more than anyone that I personally would know. But I'm sure there's horror stories out there. Maj, your family is everywhere. Yeah, they, they, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm here with my sister and my dad and his wife is in LA. Now, eldest brother is Bahrain. My mom's in Lebanon. My brother, other brothers in Canada. Mr. International, as I would say. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I got to live in. I feel like I'm pretty lucky because I got to live in like three countries, and you learn so many things just living in different countries. Like you think like Australia and the U.S. would be the same because it's like they're both Western kind of countries, but the culture and so much different there's just everything so much different the way they are the way they they talk the way they deal with each other the like when i first got here like a common like greeting here is like how you going mate but it's not like it's not like it's not a question it's a statement you're not supposed to answer it. it's like rhetorical but every time someone would say that to me i would answer and they would just look at me weirdly you're like i'm pretty good mate how are you doing yeah and they would just completely look at me like with awe like what the fuck and i was like okay then i eventually learned like oh it's rhetorical it's just like don't answer that but that's kind of funny because i feel like a lot of people when they ask you like how are you as they walk by it's not the intention to really ask how you're doing or if any as if you know they care but when you answer there is kind of an obligation to be like oh that's good and then keep walking yeah Americans definitely don't have an intention to ask how you're doing, but they feel obligated. Not only passing by, like, but if I go up to like a cashier, and she'd be like, "Yeah, how you going?" And it's not Uh, a question; it's like a hello. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, how you go? I just reply with the same thing, and I just continue along with whatever I need to do. (laughs) I would totally like pour out my heart. Be like, "Well, since you asked." (laughs) Yes. So this is what's going on. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't understand. It's been hard to quarantine. This is my first time out. You're just standing there with all this stuff like, ma'am, I'm just trying to do my job. And there's like a line behind you. I know. know. I'll be like, no, I need this time. She cares. She asked me. You're the only one who listens. I know. You're the only one that's asked me that. Yeah. It's, yeah. But generally, it's been pretty chill here, honestly. Like, the the culture here is, like, I don't want to be stereotypical, but, like, they love their beer. They love to go to the beach. Oh, They're Boston. very. That's not a thing. It that's isn't? actually not. No, no one drinks Foster's Wait, beer here. Foster's beer. That was like on the Simpsons. That's like a big stereotype. That's not an actual thing here. No one drinks Foster's beer here. Damn it, I was ignorant. That's that what I, I mean. Like, they, there's like something called VB. Like, let uh, me drink Corona. Just Ted beer. Just like regular stuff, I guess. But it's the personality. Like, they're very earth friendly if you know what i mean like they're yeah. very like flip-flops everywhere like shorts and a shirt like they're, just... they're santa monica 
I guess, yeah. But they're not they're not wusses like Santa Monica. No disrespect. I would, like I would do anything to go to Santa Monica right now. I miss that place so much. I'm yes, not as great as people think. Yeah. I was there for like two days and it was the best time of my life. Really? We went to high school in Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was kinda like it's Santa Monica. New Rose was literally 10 minutes away from the pier. And how many times did we go to the pier? Zero. Yeah, probably. The pier's kind of a shithole. It is. Totally. It's the worst. Yeah. But, the water is brown. But, like, the general, like, cult, the general atmosphere of everything, like, you look to the right and there's a freaking huge mountain range that you just look at and you're like, how the hell did that get here? You know, and that's just Malibu. You're like, oh, yeah. fuck, that's Malibu. Yeah. LA is definitely a great scenic city. There's so many things yeah. to see from from beaches to mountains to you can have great hikes. But yeah. I don't, living there, is, it's maybe it's just my personality type again, but I, I prefer because I live in Newcastle where it's, it's, it's north of Sydney, but it's yeah. not like Sydney. It's like a pretty. It's not. It's not like a metropolitan city. You would say it's like a pretty small city. You could probably go through the whole city in like fifteen minutes. It's not that big. Ah, oh, so like Every, everyone knows everyone. Yeah, like maybe yeah, there's only two malls here. Like there is there oh, not wait, that. Not, big. Not, not like Pittsburgh. No, there's only two I malls in Newcastle. Look it up, but it's, I know it's not that many. It's pretty small, like to the point where if you go to the mall, you're most likely going to run into some of them, someone you know. What about, I mean, you oh, have the closest to other cities, no? Oh, I guess so. So it is like Pittsburgh. I guess so, yeah, 450,000 people. So it's just. It's wow, just... we have a little bit in common right here. Yeah, same backgrounds, same cities. I know. <laughs> Maybe we're like what? I know. Like, there's probably three degrees of separation between you guys, and you guys don't know it. I guess there's one. It's me. I guess that's why we're common friends with you. Yeah, I know. Facebook acquaintances right now. Yeah, Yeah, now next time we go on Facebook, it just says Jack. (laughs) Brother. (laughs) It goes oh, (laughs) but but now we're like we're like Facebook acquaintances. Before we met on this Zoom chat, but now we're like oh. best friends as we get off yeah. of this Zoom chat. Yes. No, I, so again, thank you to this podcast for making me have a new best friend and quite possibly brother. How do you feel about that, Shayla? <laughs> Whatever. You don't care. Oh, I'm wearing the new shirt, by the way. I know. That was I an thought, appropriate shirt to wear. Uh, I'm wearing the new soccer. soccer. Cool shirt. I like the symbol on it. Oh, thank you. I'm wearing a thrifted shirt from uh, a, a Meadville Salvation Army. <laughs> Where's your Jaguar pride? <laughs> My, the Jags. Go Jags. I got a request so- from our old... Oh, I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> but oh wait, what? <laughs> from our old coach, I'm getting and I'm creeped out by it because I leave. Oh damn! I know. That's the topic for another um, day, I guess. 
I know. So <laughs> but um, yee, I'm actually I'm really happy that you're in Australia. Although I don't know that things would have been different if you were home or home if you were in LA right now. But I don't know. It just seems like it. They're just doing so much better. You know? Do you know Nick Warren? Jack? Nick Lawrence. Heard of the name. Me no, Jack, because he's the guy that okay. went to I thought Nick that went to our high school. Never mind. Um, I probably do, but I'm terrible with the last names. Okay. He's really, really tall, lanky. We have 10 minutes now. He's really, really tall, lanky, uh, blonde, my ear. I think I do. Yes. Oh, yes. I do know that guy. He's got the big flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He has curly blonde hair. I love yeah, that guy. guy. Yeah, so he's studying abroad at James Cook University right now. Yeah, so I think that's why I also like to have Mosh right now. Because obviously, I thought that every country had hit level four, which basically meant all abroad students, patches, et cetera, et cetera. But apparently, they only made it to like level three or so. And that was still kind of up in the air. You could decide whether or not you wanted to go back home. And he decided to stay. So his semester is still in progress in Australia because a lot of the abroad students you probably know much have to go back home um so it kind of cut everyone short yeah hmm? I don't have to go back home um, study abroad <laughs> oh <laughs> I'll study abroad yeah I guess I'm not studying abroad I'm transferring yeah you're transferred but a lot of kids who were like going through a U.S. institution to study abroad had to come back home. But the one kid that went to Australia, the only one that didn't have his semester ended because Australia is doing really well. What a dude! No, like what's the what's the likelihood? Also, so I feel like it'd be difficult for people to travel in, like with any place within the EU. Like that'd be really difficult for like places in Europe to keep that contained. Whereas Australia, yeah. like. You guys got each other, and then once you guys are good, if immunity is a thing, you guys are fine. Yeah, we're an island, completely isolated yeah. from everything. But we did. No, for sure. Australia did fuck up once. So what they did was um, two months ago, a cruise ship came to the Sydney like harbor, and had a bunch of people infected on it with coronavirus. And for some reason, they just decided to be like, "All right, you can go." And a bunch of affected people who were on a cruise ship for like weeks together just walked into the city and were allowed to go freely. What fuckers? I was like, what the, like, everyone's like losing their mind. I was like, how do you know? I mean, like, you know that they have coronavirus and they're on a cruise ship yeah. and yet you let them go and just go to their homes and mingle into the city. So people lost their shit over that, rightly so, but they try to contain it. But that was a big fuck up. But even with that fuck up, it's like, the numbers are still really good. So I have a question for you, Maj. Yeah, sure. And it's something I've always wondered. Also, so, seven minutes, so you guys know. I don't mind. Like, I'd be down, but I don't know if you guys have stuff to do. Bro, it's quarantine. Go on. But, oh, but just yeah, me. my question. It was, um, I've always, I've always heard that Australia was a very naturally like dangerous place to live just because like there are so many ways to die just like from natural causes I feel like it's Arizona but I, that's what I thought when I first came here I'm, like, I'm gonna 
fucking get killed by something like a fucking snake or a bug or something. But no, it's, I mean, most of I've learned here, like most of the spiders here are pretty harmless. Like you got like some redbacks and stuff, but like you don't really see them. And even when you do see them, they're, they're not going to fuck with you. Like they just leave you alone. Snakes in Newcastle, we have something called brown snake, which is probably the worst snake you could have around. It's not the most venomous, but it's the type of snake that wants to fuck with you on purpose. So, like, if it's see most most snakes, like they just avoid people, but this snake will actually come and attack you. So that's probably the only thing you have to be worried about, like a snake just being like, "Hey, I'm gonna fuck you up now," and just kills you. Even that happens. But it, even kind of segueing to something else real quick, the kind of like I was talking about the culture and how laid back they are. Uh, you go to a zoo here, and not a zoo, but kind of like a whatever you call what do you call them? Like, yeah, whatever, whatever they are. And they're they're not in fucking cages. They're not in fences. They're just running around. Like there's kangaroos running around. There's fucking goats running around. You just go pet them. I saw this one three year old kid running around with no shoes. He was sitting on a kangaroo, and his mom was laughing. Was like, ah, oh, that, yeah, that's 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 him. He just does that. And I'm like, imagine in the U.S. a fucking three year old sitting on a kangaroo that could kick the shit out of him. Everyone would be losing their minds. A gorilla lost lost his life for a child. R.I.P. Harambe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely different. I totally wouldn't expect that. If I so much as came close to like a glass barrier at an aquarium, my mom would be like, hey, come back. <laughs> a glass <laughs> Yeah, wall. me too. I was freaking out because I'm like, this fucking kangaroo is going to kick the shit out of me and kill me. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a three. I feel like such a bitch. I looked over and there's a three-year-old sitting on a kangaroo, and I was like, "What does that make me?" <laughs> like, yeah, like, there's kind of something like that in Pittsburgh, um, because I live right next to the zoo. Like, if you were to walk out my house right now, go down this path, and you would be at the zoo, which is pretty sick. Nice. But yeah. like, there was these wild dogs that they had like a, a whole like enclosure over. You know, but then there's this this mom that like held her kid over the enclosure. Oh. She accidentally dropped her kid in the enclosure. Oh God! And you know, the dogs got to him, and sadly the child died, which is terrible. You know, but anyway, like I'm pretty sure there's still a a kangaroo enclosure at the zoo, which you can like pet the kangaroos if they come up to you. And one time I petted the kangaroo and it kind of made my ear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would expect kangaroos to be in a cage or like in a fenced area because if they want to fuck with you, they can really mess you up. Like, Yeah. Kangaroo Jackman. Yeah, pretty much. That's what surprised me about here. I, they're literally just running around in front of you. And I'm like, how is this safe? Like, does anyone care? Apparently no. no, no do they wear do they wear sunglasses and like uh, Hawaiian shirts? No. Like I don't know if that's a stereotype, but yeah, no. Like I said, everyone here loves their. Flip- they don't call them flip flops. What they call that's another thing. The terminology they they call their slides. Um, I wish. Uh, thongs. Call them thongs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they call their flip flops g string. Oh, wait, what? Thongs are slipper here. 
and G strings are our thongs. Oh, okay. So, so G strings are thongs. I don't know. Wait, but... so, okay. okay, I get you. So, what we call thongs, they call G strings. Yes. And then what we call flip flops, they call thongs. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, right. it's it's interesting. I'm moving to I mean, Australia I, right now. I don't. Really hey, you'll be it. safe. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I know. Isn't it? What's the deal? What are we doing two minutes ago? Less than a minute. Um. All right. So I will give. I think I have to go play Monopoly with my brother and my sister, because I promised. <laughs> I don't play Monopoly. But this has been um, Allegheny's, Alleghenians learning to, to quarantine with a not Allegheny student, but I think one of my best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> nice meeting you, Josh. You too, man. Have a really good time on here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, dude. No. Keep I'm coming love you. <laughs> no. Come back every, every Come single back day. Every day. Every day. I got you. Never not. All right. All in all, because this is an acceptable time to do well in Australia. Of course, it's going to cut off when you're still talking. <laughs> I know. Thank you all for listening. I refuse. Okay. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Goodbye, Maj. I'll miss you.